Coming up this week on S4C, we have got an absolute beauty for you on Saturday night. Chamdidno hosting Connors Key Nomads, two teams that should be fighting it out for the top six. Come the end of the season, Chamdidno, very poor start. Ewan Williams and a little bit of pressure as the manager, they've come good. Won the last two, so they'll be going into this game full of confidence. Connors Key under the big man, Andy Morrison, always a threat, promises to be a cracker. 7.30, Saturday night on S4C, join us. We're all going to be there. The A-team. Jan did know against Connors Key Nomads, 7.30, this Saturday night on S4C. He likes to tell you if anyone will listen About his seven caps, his chocolate knees, his distinct lack of pace Now it's a long shot Let's not mess about here. The conversation's long enough without me rambling on again. Let's get straight into part two of the Joe Allen conversation. Enjoy. What about the dressing room that you grew up in then, you know, stepping in? Same, same for me. So my first dressing room, professional football with Swansea. I've discussed many stories and we'll go again, mate. We'll go again. What was it like for you? Because... I think I would have had my first season and then it was the season after that you started breaking through made your debut under Kenny Jacket people say Roberto Kenny Black in the no Black so it was a cup game so it was a Welsh cup game so it wasn't a league game but yeah I'd had you know I'd had the chance to train quite a bit with the first team under Kenny Jacket and yeah given a bit of a chance I was on the bench for a couple of league games was it Kenny that was in charge when cup. you um Almost had your barney with Andy Robinson. No, I think that was early. What about when you upset Andy Robinson, mate? I mean, yeah, (laughs) talk about playing with fire. I just remember him. (laughs) You're old enough for a slap, lad. (laughs) I just remember his head had gone, mine had gone. It was all over. He'd passed to me. It had been cut out. Short pass. I'm saying he saw me short. He was saying, on your toes, lad. (laughs) Blame the young lad, yeah. Very stubborn, sort of. Yeah, it was basically fuck off, Robbo. Which, as a seventeen-year-old lad, who weighs about nine stone. I mean, there's only one winner there, wasn't there? I remember. I remember. Maybe it was only a few days later. It was. 
we were at Fairwood training ground and I was in the shower and Robbo came in and it was just two of us naked in the shower and I was thinking this is like a prison scene. <laughs> we're, it's like Shawshank I'm thinking, Redemption. Yeah, <laughs> thinking, oh, am I going to have a naked scrap with Andy Robinson here? Is this, is this going to happen? And then he sort of looked, laughed, and then I knew that I think we were all right now. Yeah. Um, he will have respected that. I asked him about it recently. So he sold you short with a with a short <laughs> pass, and he's looking to blame the young lad, and you've told him to fuck off. I mean, I'm the I'm the guy that now blames the young lads. I know where he's coming from. I'm yeah, the one yeah. that goes, oh, yeah, why yeah. weren't you there? That's that's the free hate you get as a, like as an older player. But I t- I try and tell people anyone who listen, you've got a little red mist about you anyway, haven't you? People think you're this nice little angelic boy, you know, the boy, but little boyish face. But when the red mist comes and it would have happened there as a seventeen-year-old, you're thinking, no, there's an injustice here. <laughs> and I think a lot of you know good players have to have that edge, and Rob would have respected that. But this young lad is just having him off. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have liked to have lost face. He had to act angry in front of everyone, but he, he respected it. Yeah, I think so, and I see it in younger lads now. I think it's a it's a dog eat dog world. It's also you've got to grow up fast in football. I think this is I won't go into it too much, but this is why this whole under twenty three thing. I'm not really feeling it. I was thrown into a first team mm. environment at sixteen, and it's sink or swim, you know, and. I think that maybe that, like you said, I've got that aggressive streak in me, very competitive streak. I think that's probably the biggest reason. Yeah, I made it. And like you said, moments like that where you don't crumble, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing, yes, seeing a young lad come up to the first team and, and crumble under the pressure. So, um, yeah, what, what a dressing room though, like getting back to it, you know, you had Robbo, you had Trans who. I think it's no secret, the guy's a legend. Um, so funny, so popular. His, his record at Swans is unbelievable, you know. Like, it, he's, missed, he's, he's the adopted. Do you mean on the pitch or off? His record. Yeah, I think his strike rate <laughs> on the pitch and also off it. Can, be pretty, can we talk about this? I mean. Let's go yeah, I think I don't think I think he had a great strike rate. What could I say? Yeah, um, back when we knew him, you know, yeah. he's obviously happily. I don't think he's married. Trans, just had a little baby. He's happy in his life at the moment. But back yeah. then, good God, oh, what a was, man! Guy was clean enough. <laughs> <laughs> Leave yeah. some for the rest yeah, of us, pal. <laughs> yeah, even though we both had yeah, pants. Right. So, yeah, I mean, those days though, I. I think I was so lucky to come into a dressing room that had it had everything. It had comedy. Mm. So you had Truns, you know, Robbo, you had Tommy Butler, what a guy. Yeah. I mean just not a, a character come across in football very much. Um but, then, you, but, then you've got but people want butts on the podcast. And I, I know yeah. he's listened to a few. Yeah, I, I, I sent him a message saying, but when am I getting you on? Yeah. And he seems to think he's not allowed because he'll end up in prison with his <laughs> stories. That's all we want, Tommy Butler. Come That's on. That's what we want. I mean, it's probably not for everyone. I wonder, I, wonder if he's still, I wonder if he's still a serial killer. You know, whether he's gone it, over You wouldn't that. be surprised. I mean, was it the Norwegian fella? I'm not sure you should joke about this, really. Well, but It's no laughing matter, but... He even looked a bit like butts. And I thought, if the story broke... 
a man is has been arrested on suspicion of mass murder. Former footballer. <laughs> and it was but some but you probably go Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, we've completely assassinated his character here. Or if if the, the writer or creator of um the show Dexter came out and said, Well I based I based this show on a guy I came across one time in Hartlepool. Um he was playing football at the time, he was on loan from Sunderland. Uh, we wouldn't be that surprised. I mean, he, he's, we still keep in touch a lot. and It's funny because he, he loves the red mist in me. Yeah. So he always says, I knew as a 16-year-old I played a reserve game and I got sent off. And he said, his comment was, he'll make it that boy. <laughs> and I thought, to everyone else, it's like, look at this petulant young lad. He, he's got no chance. Mm. Whereas he saw it as, yeah, he'll go far. Um, and even now, every time, you know, if he speaks to me before a game, it's... Don't get sent off. Like it's that's that's his last message is yeah. don't don't lose your head, don't get sent off. Or actually it's actually the opposite as well of He wants to see do, that. Red make mess. sure you do so and so it'll be someone that he's he's targeted. Yeah. And it'll be make sure you do so and so today. And normally it's someone that I've also lined up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Who else yeah, do we have then? Brits is obviously the he's He's my idol in so many ways because he was, he was the master. He was the man that was like, that's how you play that position. You know what I mean? And he, made you think size-wise was yeah, similar. Yeah, and it was just an inspiration. I'm so I'm so lucky in so many ways. The dressing room alone, but also Martinez came in and the style of play. It was like, wow, the timing. I'm coming through just as all of a sudden we play this style of play which suits me down to a T. Yeah. And then you had the confidence of seeing Brits do it. And all of a sudden you're going, well, he's doing it at this level, running it. You know, that's what I'm aspiring to be now. So you had Brits. You had the perfect, perfect duo, I think, of Brits and Ferry. Ferry, people, I know Swansea fans and people know how good he is. He's the one that I talk to people now. I talk to people even at Liverpool. I said, it's a travesty that he didn't play for me at a top six club. Mm. That's how that's how high I rate him. But you had Brits was the... Brits is the one he's so when you play with someone like that you just re, you just appreciate how good they are they're always in the right place you can read the game four or five seconds before anyone else and then his first touch and passing his first touch is the one for me immaculate you know you never I don't I can't think of one time that I've seen Brits take a bad touch a heavy touch or miscontrol something um, yeah and then you had Ferry then you know the crazy genius that would spray the ball all over the park. Scary. Would score goals. You know the Preston goal. I mean, goals like that. It didn't. Ha- you know, if that happens once in your career, you'll take that. Mm. He's doing it several times a season. Train, um, training. He was doing it constant. Oh, it's just constant. And 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 then, you know, he had that aggressive streak, which was it was a fine line, wasn't it? He was he was at that sort of. You know, I remember Leeds, he got sent off for the stamp and it's like those type of games are big games as well where you always wondered, he's been, you know, he's going to run it. It was always at risk of is, he, is his head going to go. I, I spoke to Ferry on the podcast and uh, the Preston game, he says he preferred the assist that he had in the second half to the goal, like an unbelievable pass threaded through. And the Leeds game, he was, <laughs> he was saying he wasn't, he wasn't used to... Um, 
he wasn't used to playing football over Christmas. All oh, right, and he'd actually yeah, he wanted he said, the suspension. He said he took the he took the hit, um, <laughs> but I don't think he wanted it that early in the game. It's just the opportunity. That's such a big game as well. The opportunity came, and he just took it because he wanted. He hadn't seen his boys, I don't think. <laughs> what a guy! What, what a guy! What a guy! And yeah, you're you're right, Joe. Like, because we were unfortunate, not unfortunately, we were down the pecking order, weren't we? You know, you you just had Brits, Ferry, and Pratt as that midfield three. And I look back now, and at the time, I'm complaining, why am I not playing? I just, you know, I think training wise, and you know, it's not being delusional. You're in yeah. that squad, and you, you you're competing, but. You also got to look back and think that was a good combination, and it took unfortunately Ferry's downfall yeah. with his injuries. First for me to get my chance, didn't take it, and then you were you were ready to come in, and you were ready, weren't you? I mean, this is this is football in a nutshell for me in terms of opportunity. I got injured at Wrexham, which meant I went back to Swansea, mm. and then did the rehab, and like you said. Unfortunately for Ferry, he did his cruise did a serious injury, which opened a door, you know, for us. Uh, yeah, but the combination of me getting injured on loan, coming back, and then him unfortunately having his injuries, you know, those two things. Without those two things happening, you know, I don't know if I'd be sat here with the career I've had. Um, yeah, I had the, obviously the, that season in the championship was a massive breakthrough year for me. Um. Yeah, and then I had the belief and confidence then that oh, I can I can do it at this level. Um. Yeah, and I think looking back, it's ten years now. It's uh. It's a well-oiled machine, wasn't it? It was a well-oiled machine. You're right about Brits. I, I I honestly couldn't tell you that I remember him giving the ball away in boxes and and things like that. It's just just a scary how you know his awareness of things going. We're, we're on a coaching license on the B license and um, sometimes they need people to join in and Dave Adams I think was showing how to put this session on and he needed two volunteers to go in the middle and basically <sighs> you're talking about everyone else on the outside it, 1v1 in the middle of this circle or square and they can use everyone on the outside <laughs> right? so you're a 1v1 battle so Brit is one that gets picked to go in against a lad um, cookie is it Matty Cook? Played football for like Kem Druids in the Welsh Prem. I'm not sure if Cookie was a bit hungover this morning. <laughs> but it was him against Leon, 1v1. Yeah. But Brits could use the 10 people on the outside. And I this mean, lad, Cookie, oh my God, bless him. Bless his bless soul. Him, bless him. Yeah, he died now. He, he hasn't <laughs> really, but he may as well have. You have to unscrew him out of the ground. And then for you know for you to step into that team, what a learning curve. But, but you were ready, mate. I, I know... You would have preferred to stay, you know, the reserve partnership that we had, going to different places like Yeovil and reserves. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a wonderful little partnership. Do you remember the cup game? Because we'd come in and play cup games. Yeah. Play against Hull. Yeah, I do remember. We beat a Premier League. They were in the Premier League. They had, like, England caps. They had uh, <laughs> Nicky Bambi and, oh, and Windass. Might have, they might have had a combined age of about 90 years but doesn't we, matter beat we, them beat we them. beat them we beat them we were playing centre midfield and Roberto and Bonner were not happy mate alright sorry we weren't spraying it everywhere like Ferry what that was we, the uh, was that the uh, yeah it's gotta be the fucking pedestrian that was the one I had wasn't it, it was, I had a hey Owen <laughs> get out of fucking second gear you pedestrian <laughs> I had the um, 
it's a game and you probably well yeah I think you should be able to do it and I hope it still goes on but I remember uh, mine was another cup game so I think it was Haven and Waterlooville home yeah. a game we should, should win at home I think it was even a replay or was it no I think we sorry we ended up having to play them away um, but yeah I hadn't played much it's a big opportunity and the half time <laughs> it's one of them where you, you know what's coming don't you so you get it's the good cop bad cop so Roberto would come in would talk through the positives and the tactics how we're going to you know improve them and the rest of it and then it would be anything Bonner oh anything Bonner and anything Bonner was it always started the same way it was um, no <laughs> it would be no gaffer. no nothing to add except and then <laughs> no one was safe so I remember he opened on me on this one and it was like he walked 10 yards across the changing room got head to head with me <laughs> <laughs> and it was my old fucking man could do more than you in there and it was like wowee he's just said his oh man I'm working out his oh man must be must be late 50s early 60s at least and he can do better than me today in there. And uh, they're, the, they're the wake-up calls, aren't they? Um, but some of those half-time team talks were legendary because the amount of times where people weren't on it, he would get stuck right into them. You know, there's a few times it's this could be a fight. Yeah. But second half, we'd get out there, wouldn't we? And uh, he used to get nine so times out of ten, we'd be, we'd be much, so much better for it. He used to get so worked up. Oh, he? yeah. You know, it's like, Bonner, chill out, mate. But I mean, but it worked. It did work. It that, was... that last game I was talking about, Fulham, it was only Jason Scotland. I knew I'd done bad because yeah. Graham Jones, he didn't even shout at me. Oh, but yeah. I knew he was really angry. And then he got Jason Scotland saying, Hey, to Jim, man. <laughs> Bonner, not happy with you, man. Bonner, man. Hey, thinks, no, you're fought for both goals. I think, oh, jeez, come on, man. I know it, but come on. Uh, Bonner, calm down, Bonner, man. That was, uh, so Jace used to kiss his teeth and he used to, I don't know if they could hear that. Calm down, Bonner, man. We played Derby away all the time. Calm down, Bonner, man. And this, he went from level nine aggression already to the eyes when... And it was, I remember there were bags in the way. <laughs> there were bags getting shifted. He's clambering over the bags to like fight Jace. The most chilled out guy had. Jace is still sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> sort of going like, what's going on, man? Ah, they had, those a, are the they days, had a good relationship, like, those two, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was brilliant because Jace was banging them in. And he knew he could get away with. Bonner had to try and bring him back down to earth. And Jace used to be like, I'm not training, Bonner man. And he used to, used to say, I'm off. Do you remember <laughs> that one? So he'd get linked with a move away with yeah. a bigger club and it was, I'm off, <laughs> boys, I'm off. And Bonner would be going, you know, you're a cancer to this team. Still got to you know work I mean? hard, Shut geez. up, still got to work hard. Uh, I'm off, boys. Uh, I've got 13 Bonner, and 14. I'm off, man. One of my favourite Jason Scott votes as well as when Swan, when Swansea beat Carlisle away. Yeah. And, uh, is it John Ward, the manager? Am I getting that right? Yeah. So a well-respected manager. They were obviously competing for promotion. We beat them. And uh, in the <laughs> in the tunnel area or in the near the changing rooms, everyone's sort of celebrating and the rest of it. Uh, the big 
sort of big marker getting late in the season. And John Ward there shaking everyone's hands. And Jace coming through and just shouting, It's over! And, the, and he was he was saying, It's not over yet. It's not over yet. And he's going, ah, It's over, man! <laughs> just like point blank in his face but to he, a manager. Like, It's over. He was, he was doing that about, man? in like February. Yeah, and this Because like, is... we were on a good run and we uh, were looking, we were a good team, man. And he'd be saying, it's over, man. <laughs> we won promotion, man. You think, oh, jeez, come on. We've got 23 games to go or something. <laughs> ah, it's over. Uh, another good one. I remember he, he got, I want to say rest. Yeah, rested for the game. He played every game, didn't he? But he, he got rested and it was like, he was in, uh, he was burning him away. And he had a big coat on. And he was like leaning against the, the side of the, uh, the dugout. And he's almost sleeping. He's just so cold and he wants to stay warm. And it was like, right, just go warm up. And like, obviously, standard, you take the big coat off. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. go, you take that off, and then you go warm up. He's kept the coat on, so he's got the bib. He's got to wear the bib. He's got the bib over the big, massive coat. The bib's tiny. He's like stretching it. It's like Balotelli getting stuck in this bib. And then uh, he did the slowest plod along the line <laughs> I've ever seen. Because how intense was Bonner if you were a sub and you had to warm oh, up? Mate, He'd yeah, be he... staring down the line wanting you to yeah. sprint because he wanted your heart rate to reach a level. Oh. It's like, Bonner, I'm knackered. Go and do some sprints. <laughs> I remember Leighton Orient away. Again, I'm just doing doggies up the touchline <laughs> for like 25 minutes and he's just, he's just, you just catch his glare coming down the touchline. But it would be one where you've done 10 sprints and you go, I can't keep sprinting. I'm going to now stretch. He'd get you on the stretch and then he'd glare and then you'd have to just start doing doggies. You'd come onto the pitch and you'd feel like, I've well, I've played 60 minutes, yeah. You're so right because he isn't looking while you're doing your sprints and then as you're stretching, he catches you. Or you go back in because I've been here for 15 minutes warming up. He's not going to make the change. So you go back in, you sit down and he turns around. <laughs> Warm up. So, oh mate, I'm shattered. What well, a guy! Can you imagine? So, Klopp's Klopp's uh, one at Liverpool was they had to be three out at all times. Right. Warming up. Yeah. So as soon as they came back, it became a game of like the three would come back quick, almost just to ha- to force the other three out. Yeah. But if you can imagine, I did ten games on the bench without coming on, and I had to warm up for the whole game. So it was like. <laughs> that, really, that really tested your patience and it was the same one where you're like they're looking across and they're like I'm obviously at this point I'm going plod into the corner flag I know I'm not coming on I'm doing like I'm getting on a knee I'm taking a knee yeah. I'm doing a stretch and then I'm getting I'm getting like come on and you're going fuck off mate this is the 10th game now mm. you know I'm not coming on Yeah. you'd rather put this is this, these are the lows. Which no dis- disrespect to these players, the point is they're centre halves. But I remember, uh, I remember five minutes to go, four one up at Man City. He put Colo Torre on his centre mid mm. because he didn't trust me. And then Lovren, three one up, he put him on in centre mid. And I was going, yeah. don't think there's much trust there, is there? Mm. He thinks I'm going to score three young goals yeah, in yeah, five yeah. minutes. Um, what about when you're on the bench and you're warming up and then they turn around and shout and because you're so far away there's three of you warming up yeah, but you don't one, know which, which one, one and you're like you don't want to be the first one to run back <laughs> and then say like look beyond you say no you and you 
you don't want to hold back and act as if you don't want to No, because there's lads who were sprinting back, who were going, and you're like, no, it's me. You've got to go together, haven't you? Because <laughs> you're saying, ah, Joe, I think it's you. And you're saying, ah, oh, and I think it's you. So, come on, let's go back together. Like My, my last cap for Wales, I don't know if I came on for you. Finland, um, yeah. Finland at home, we won the lap. It was like the 93rd minute. What could go wrong? I ended up drawing 1-1. It wasn't my fault. It was Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember Oshan turning around. And I thought he said, warm up. I thought he said, get get ready, as in warm up. So I'm yeah. like caught in two minds. Yeah. Like, well, I'm yeah, not sure what he means uh, here. Yeah. So I've ended up saying, what, get get ready? And he's like, yeah. So I've gone to warm up. And then as I'm warming up, thinking, no. I think he meant, yeah. get ready, get stripped off. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They're valuable could, minutes, though, aren't they? You just want to get out there. could have cost my seventh cap, mate. Six six doesn't have the same ring to it. We haven't even got on to Wales. How are you for time, lad? Oh, there's no... I'm off today. How's your hunger, mate? We're going for a brunch in a minute. We'll keep going, won't we? We've got to talk yeah, about we'll, Wales, isn't it? Yeah, we'll keep going as long as it takes, mate. <laughs> Press pause on that bad boy. Has it got a pause button? <laughs> yeah, there is a no, pause No, no, we'll do that later. That's... Uh, we're good. Um, How are you off? You're the one that's eating like a mouse this morning, mate. Get some <laughs> fucking grub in you. Nigel, your father-in-law, you know, he made a good spread. Trying to be the polite guest, yeah, I'll have like this one little slice. dry slice of bread. Is it gluten-free? No, I think it's just healthy toast, which... Mm. I just didn't want to look like a pig, you know? Get stuck in, mate. Didn't want to look like a pig. Hey, you mentioned it earlier, chicken and egg. Let's get this out <laughs> there right <laughs> now, because people, people have talked shit, and I know it's... Let's not mince our words here. Yeah. It pisses you right off. I mean, oh, you're yeah. the one that posed for the photo, mate. So it is your fault. It's totally my but fault. What about the like the banter that people try to have with you? As in, eh? Hey, Joe. <laughs> where's your chicken? I had a snap. Put tonight. a stop to it now. Yeah, ending now. The next person who says anything about chickens to me is just gonna get. You're just going to get a stiff jab, I think. This is the platform And it's not their fault, but I need it to happen so people understand. <laughs> no, it is... I mean, oh, my God. Like, I do think this is with social media. I'm just not up with the times. Everyone knows. I think everyone knows that's not a good idea. But the things you do for love, eh? So, the reason this happened. So, Lacey, we rehomed the ex-batteries through the British Hen Welfare. And that's Lacey's passion with the animals. You know, I think everyone knows we have a bit of an animal sanctuary here. Um, what have we got? So we've got chickens, peacocks, geese, ducks, dogs, pigs, sheep. I think that's everything. I mean, you got um. We had meerkats. Yeah, meerkats. Which were the. Uh, it's quite a sad story, really, but yeah. unfortunately, we had two. One passed away, and then the other was rehomed because he was all on his tod. But anyway. The, so Lacey said they want to do a, a picture and an interview with you in a magazine, Chicken and Egg, which I don't think any, anyone I know has ever heard of. So I'm going, well, wait a minute, what is this? And then it was, oh, it's just a middle, it's like a, within a magazine that's just in vets, basically. So in my head, I'm going, well, this is whatever. Then they wanted to do like a photographer and all that. And I was like, oh, leave it. We'll do it ourselves. Yeah. So the, what's worse is that picture of me holding a chicken. Like I could have done a better picture or I could have, it's just a shocker all around. But it was like they wanted it, it was a Liverpool kit on. So I had the Liverpool hoodie holding the chicken. 
And I thought, I'll just do this. You know, I'll do this for Gubsy for Lace. And um, that's it. I'm never going to hear anything. I'm never going to see this interview or whatever. So I was away with Wales at the time. And I remember we went down for breakfast. And uh, I'd had the text. So I think it was Glenway agent that texted me the picture and said, like, just to say, laughing. What, what What's this all about? Sort of thing. I was like, oh no it's like but this was the day it was out yeah so not only is it like it's totally misjudged how quick it would fire around it's everywhere so we went down so we so i'm laughing so we're at the breakfast table and i'm laughing and i'm saying to lads saying to ash and chesley and tails i'm saying all right i bet a stinker there's this p- a picture going around me all day just chicken i said like i think it's out there as I'm saying it, there's a guy who works at the Vale. He's a good guy. He's worked there for a long time now, so we, we know him quite well. At this point, we didn't know him so well. And as he's picking up a plate, he's gone, yeah, I've seen it. And then he's whipped his phone out. I don't know why I'm doing all actions here, because no one can see it, but he's whipped his phone out. I've gone, here it is. I've got it here. And he, he like had it lined up. And the boys, and haven't, seen, the the boys haven't seen it yet. So the lads haven't seen it. So he's then going like, like here it is. Like... And I'm like, wow, he's, he could not wait to get that picture out. And then uh, I was doing press that day. A co- press conference as well. So you can imagine it was like, wow, And I was still playing at Liverpool at the time. So, again, um, yeah, I mean, my self-management of the, the PR world is, is not, I don't think it's the blueprint for anyone. Um so yeah, that's the story with with the chicken. But it's got to the point now, like even now, one of the openers with people is, how are the chickens or, and it's just like, there's a jab. It, it, it's it's your your just say it, Joe. Your thousandth say person. Say it now, please, for anyone listening. Stop. Let's just leave the chicken jokes, banter, whatever you want to call it. Let's just leave it now, because let's put an end to this. Here and now. It's enough is enough. Yeah, enough's enough. You've served your time. Maybe I need to get another picture out there with something else. Again, you're like Andy Dufresne and Shawshank. You've done your time. I've d- I think I have done my time with that now. You know, and you deserve to get I, a stick I've for a little bit. I've still got the Welsh Abbey thing. I've got the chicken thing. Let's just let's let let's let Joe Allen be five, shall we? We may as well go into Christmas parties, Joe. We, you know, we've had oh, a, and, and secret Santa's. Favorites. You know. You, because I know you'll thoroughly enjoy just looking back. What a what a beautiful, beautiful time of year it used to be. Oh, th- these are the things you can't you can't write, and they're the things I miss probably the most in football now. I think football now is so many different nationalities and cultures. These it's inevitable really that these things would would suffer, but. So Secret Santa was was so enjoyable, so ruthless. That people, a lot of people in some workplaces might might not agree with it. I think there'd be council I don't think HR existed when we did it. Certainly didn't in football. Um, but yeah, there's some 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 classics. Um, I used to spend hundred like it was a big thing over wasn't a it? couple like, hundred pound. You know, going with monks. I used to remember monks. Monks lived for it, didn't he? But he I, was. It was him and Roberto. He'd make sure. Rob left. Yeah. And then I took over. But I was like the secret one. So no, everyone was blaming Monks. Ah, <laughs> oh, Monks has bought extras. Ah, oh, he's gone too far. And I'm like just in the corner knowing. Oh, I, had a, I had full involvement here, but nobody nobody suspected. Beautiful. Yeah. 
I mean, I got. A, I don't know whether I want to talk about it on here. Well, Do you yeah. remember one of my one of the ones I received? Quite a big thing. What was it? Let's not talk about it. No. What it's, is it? Is it offensive to anyone? To myself, I think it just makes me seem even more of a loser. What was it? I can't remember. <laughs> well, anyway, let's talk about the other ones. But what I loved about monks is. Uh, he so you'd get obviously you pick it out a hat and you'd have to buy for one person but obviously you were involved as well what i loved is that you made sure you didn't trust people to do a good enough job no. and be ruthless enough no. so you'd buy presents basically for everyone on top we spent hours in like woolworths and oh, in every James shop still, in town still talk about it. do you remember james bergen yeah so mate my james bergen got the uh so you got the first couple, bear in mind everyone's there, the manager's there, he's a young lad trying to break through. It was like a pack of cigarettes. So you're like, haha, it's quite funny, but also it puts him on the spot. Then it was like a nightclub loyalty card or something. <laughs> Just warming up. And then it was getting, he's had loads. And then it got to the stage where he was like, he was unwrapping pasties. <laughs> so he was going, I've got a pasty. People think I'm a pasty. Because that it was a term a, that you'd use. Yeah, so that's a there, term that you say, oh, you're a pasty, you don't I mean you're an idiot. Idiot? I don't know if that's strong. Yeah. Nah, not at all. Good guy, like popular guy, James. It was, uh, we're going to get in trouble for, for saying these things. But uh, and then my favourite one was uh, where we opened it and it was a, it's another pasty. So someone else had the same idea. And then uh, I loved the moments where like, what's it say on it? So then someone wanted to know what it, knew. someone had, yeah. had, had written on it, I'm a pasty, so we had to read it out. But then you knew, well, we know who's bought it now. Oh, those moments. Like, obviously, that's so many better ones. Always the, the, the ones I enjoyed would be, like, a manager's face on a dartboard. dartboard. Matty Collins had it, didn't he? Oh, so Roberto, Roberto's face on the dartboard bullseye <laughs> and, like, three darts <laughs> through it. And Matty had to open it in front of Roberto. That's um, brilliant, man. And, and and the parties then just yeah, I mean, like the f- which football club goes out in its own city? Like all yeah, clubs want to exist at least. And it did change a little bit. Lads wanted to go away to London or here or there, but those ones just jumping on a party bus, going around the Gower. Nailed it. Like even to this day, like I've done, I've done all the fancy ones now. I'll go to London, I'll go to wherever, and. You, you won't be the Swansea Christmas do fancy dress which is a great start people not to you know people I think you take themselves a lot more serious than they used to mm. especially within dressing rooms in football but the fancy dress the effort you know I, I actually was I regret not making more effort really with the fancy dress outfit maybe went a little bit safer as a young lad if you don't know you don't know do you yeah but you no know, so the party bus around the pubs in the Gower just 30 lads in fancy dress turning up with like two old geezers at a bar yeah. and just the carnage that you, you like you said we'd go right into the mixer in Swansea it's fine we were sitting in Nando's <laughs> I, just, I remember what Jason Scott was dressed up as I just remember him tucking into his food like he, obviously at this point had forgotten you forget yourself don't you with the fancy dress and he's just sitting there people can't believe it. eating not might you know not caring the world and people okay like a good Jason Betts just taking it to his grub. Um I remember um obviously we won't name names, 
um, <coughs> there was four guys dressed in the same outfit, but four characters that had like different colours, okay? And then they were just enjoying the time <laughs> of their lives. You know, there's a couple of, couple of girls that had snuck into the back of Revolution and there was, there was a bit of kissing going on. And then, <laughs> and then they were actually swap, they, they would swap masks. So one's wearing one colour mask and then they'd go to the toilet and swap so that, you know, the yellow one would have a kiss with the, with the same girl. There's definitely laws against this. <laughs> Aren't there? This is outrageous. Yeah, nothing, nothing else went on. You know, it didn't go further, but there was a reason, because they looked behind them and someone had entered the revolution. Their girlfriends <laughs> spotted a bit of kissing. Nothing wrong with a little bit of kissing on the dance floor, and then they had to go home. They weren't allowed to stay Bring in the Christmas party. Between their legs. <laughs> And I remember seeing the four characters again. I'm not going to say what characters they were, who they were, um, but just saw them walking down Wine Street with their heads down, just following their girlfriends because they had to go home. They took it too far, didn't they? Hey, they couldn't they be trusted. Misjudged it. They misjudged it. The bright lights got to them. Brilliant dressing, mate. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And you know, we may as well get into Wales because you've you've. Had a similar experience in terms of closeness within a dressing room. Yeah, I think I look at the two the two best dressing rooms I've played in, Swansea and Wales, have both overachieved, and a huge part of it is that relationships on and off the pitch, um, the camaraderie, just a great place to to work day in day out, and. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was made obvious with Wales. People have touched on it so many times how just how close knit that group was. Obviously, all lads that a lot of lads who have come through as well at the same time. So we've been together for years now, and um, you know, obviously everything clicked in the the legendary summer of two thousand sixteen. Amazing, lad. Like it's, really, a, it's a well-told story, isn't it? You know, it's a well, yeah. But I mean, how a country still now there's new Wales fans that are, you know, there's they've always been there in terms of following the country through the dark times. It's it's more than the result, but now there's a new breed because of that summer. Yeah, that was special, wasn't it? And 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 for players, I will let you talk in a minute. For players <laughs> to have a bond with fans that is genuine, oh. I don't care what anybody says. Fa- players can clap crowds. Players can go on social media and say fans were brilliant today. Yeah. They don't mean it. No, they we, hate you. We can see. I think that connection at Wales is it seems special. It's, it, does. Oh, I don't know. it fills you with pride. And I'm not someone. I'm not. I said before. I'm not someone who's a bit sentimental and touchy feely with with things like that in football generally. But that was that was special. It makes you proud. Like you say, the connection was there. I think it's great when you have fans who genuinely have uh, affection for the players on the pitch and um, and vice versa, you know, affection for the fans and how much they've helped. You know, I, it helps you. I don't care what you say, when your fans are with you and when you have that level of support, it gives you so much more. Um, and then you've seen the scenes, you know, obviously out there, you see the scenes back home and it's, mm. you know, it was... I think for people who weren't necessarily big football fans that summer, for the whole nation, it was that was the big event that just took over. 
swept away the whole country. Um, and now it's a strange one because it's now a mixed feeling of, you know, I, I can't help but think back to it all the time. Uh, just how good the experience was. It's the closest thing to a band of brothers that you probably get in, in sort of a football world. You understand it. Um, but then there's, there's the blues and that, that almost sad feeling of that. An is, element of it will never be like that Possibly the again. pinnacle. That's the pinnacle, mm. you know. Even if we achieve something great, I'm hoping we can do better, obviously. Obviously still, you know, you still have the hopes and dreams of that. But, yeah, you just think that that's... It'll you never know, that, be that. Yeah, it will never be that again. That was the first one. That was the first time. That was the experience. And, um, yeah, that feeling, you know, you, you can chase it forever. You may never get it again. But, um, you know, in my whole career, that is by far that stands out, you know, as as the best. And the the best thing and the thing I'm most proud of, you know. And I, I, when, I, when my playing day is over, that'll be... That'll be what I look back on and go, that was special. And we're talking here, I've got a screenshot. You tell me when you figure out, this is like a game show now. Um, it's like catchphrase. Okay. Yeah, say what you see. So when the little pictures come together. Ronaldo. You know straight away, do you? Griezmann. What? Say what I see. Cruz. What place? Ramsey. Payet. Oh, okay, the team. The team led. The team. So, Guerrero, left back for Portugal. Yeah. Don't know. Pepe, Boateng, Kimmich. I mean, those, goal. those players, I reckon they're going, who on earth is, who is this guy? No, I'm just stupid, <laughs> but it shows, lad, you... No, it was... It was your uh, level was, was high, mate. It was a great tournament for me. I think, uh, yeah, it, it's... Such a started with such a scare as well, you know. First, I think it was the first training session in Portugal before the tournament started. I do, you know, it's a dry pitch. I go over on the ball, and my knee sort of jars in a way that you're like, that's that's not right. Mm. And you go, shit, you know, you hear the the horror stories of. You think, all right, and then I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. I tried training on, and I'm going, oh, that's not right. Something's up here. So anyway, so then I remember that night. I'm I'm thinking I'll drop out of this session. You know, don't want to take a risk, and hopefully there's no problem. I can get on with it. That night, I remember being in agony through the night. Obviously, it always feels much worse than it is. So yeah, it's obviously just the inflammation and the swelling and whatever. But I'm going, oh my god, like I can't move, can't walk. I'm like limping, hobbling. I'm going. Tournament starts in two and a bit weeks I think it was I'm going oh, I'm not the Euros here mm. so then you go for a scan waiting for the scan results then you're thinking oh come on come on hurry up and it was in Portugal so obviously not a priority for them they're probably going you know you'll get you get the results when you get them I'm on centre hooks thinking hurry up and then you get the news that it's like a, it's a th sort of a three weeker Three to four weeker, ideally. Tournament starting in two, two and a half. So you go in. Oh, it's good news in the sense that it's not ruled me out. Yeah. But that's the vacuum game now. All of a sudden, is a race against time. So all the lads are training. I'm doing, you know, with my noodle arms. I'm having to do like rope training. 
to stay fit. I'm doing like the the arm bike in the gym. And like Joe Ledley was he was doing running to be fair, but he'd obviously had the, the leg issue, so he was in the same sort of race as well. Yeah. But nobody knew about you, did they? No, so it was kept under wraps a little bit. Um Yeah, I think. You and Hal, I think. Yeah, so Hal had a, an Achilles problem. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he had an Achilles problem. That was even closer to the the game. Um, but yeah, it was a, a back seat one for me. Was obviously what happened to watch training, and and then you go in. You know, obviously we had a good squad, and you're thinking the lad that whoever comes in. Yeah. You know, it could be them. You know, they're going to have trained. If they do well in training, they're going to get that slot, whether I'm fit or not. And then um, I remember having a convo then, getting closer, and I remember speaking to Ryland. And obviously I'm putting pressure on going, you know, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be fine. I remember him saying to me, yeah, I think we're looking at, you know, you might be available for 30 minutes at the end of the Slovakia game. And I've switched thinking, pardon? It's like the game of my life. I don't care if my knee's hanging off, I'm available. You know, whether you pick me or not is a different story, but none of this sports science, you haven't done, you haven't done enough fitness or you yeah, haven't done yeah, enough. Yeah. I'm going, yeah, I don't care how it happens get me out there and to be fair you know Coleman shared that view I think no I'm not saying obviously if I was a hindrance to a team but I think he was the one that went you know there's the medical advice and I don't think it was the medical advice as much as the 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 sports science sort of fitness side of it was uh, he was like no you, you fit you play you can imagine t- someone Which going to Chris Coleman and saying, Ellison, Joe, Joe hasn't quite done this and this and this. Well, that's so my we big feel, gripe. Yeah. And Coleman just headbutting them. Yeah, well, that's good management for me. Because I think the sports science is a huge part of it now. It's one of my biggest gripes. You know, it's it gives you so much. I'm grateful. And the ones I've worked with have been brilliant. You know, Ryan obviously was like, you know, he's he's one of the best at what he does. But it is... You can't forget. I don't know. You got to have a bit of leeway, haven't you? Yeah, it's there is leeway, and you've got to adapt. I think sometimes there's a formula, and it's got to fit the formula. You know, certain amount of days of training before you get back in, and all the rest of it, and you go, "This is the Euros." Yeah, I mean, you can't worry about whether I've done enough sessions or this, that, other. And then, thankfully, you know what I mean. I had however long it was training, knee held up, was all right, and then. yeah, I mean, the Slovakia game, I think... Is that the everyone... one, Joe? Because uh, loads of the lads that I speak to, you know, you can have your Belgium performance, Russia, brilliant. Uh, I can have my favourite, but for you boys, was Slovakia the one? It was the one emotionally that got me. Because all the prep had... So you, if you remember, we, we played Sweden and I said, you know, I was still not sure if I was going to be fit. We just lost 3-0. And we were flying straight from Sweden to France. Mm. And our plane, which is normally a lively place, you know what I mean? It's normally, um, I don't know, everyone's always relaxed, everyone's having fun, having a good time. And it was like you could hear a pin drop. Because it was, that's our last game before it starts. And, you know, we were beating comprehensively, we didn't play well. You're thinking, wow, we've got to get it together. So that feeling of flying out there, and then, you know, the first couple of days of training, then I think you could feel we're getting back there again, we're getting the lift. But the one for me was the, the, the game day. We went for our walk before the game. Fans everywhere. Mm. You know, the Welsh fans had come out in their droves. Um, so excited and so positive. 
So we went for the walk amongst them, basically. And you're going, wow, look at them. They mean business, you know what I mean? They were opposite the hotel in, in the bar or wherever was there. And then the drive to the game, you see them everywhere. And you go and you see red everywhere. Um, and then obviously the warm up and the rest of it. But then you come out for the anthem, which other lads, we still, you know, we talk amongst ourselves about it. But that anthem was insane. You know, I think I had Ben and Bailo either side of me. And you could feel them trembling. Um, gripping it, each other a little yeah, bit tighter, yeah. Gripping tighter. You, you just, you, it was one of those, it was just surreal moments, really. And then, um, <laughs> what, what sort of makes me laugh thinking about, uh, back about that game is we were almost too pumped. Mm. So you think, look at the start of the game, and it's like, we're diving into challenges. Hamsick obviously had the chance where he chopped. Mm. He chopped Ash and someone else, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got past them. And then that moment, I think he's got credit for it, but that, obviously Ben getting back on the line. What, it's a game changer. What a moment that is. You know, that is not just in that game, that could be the whole tournament for us, the moment. And I think that was the moment we went, wow, lads, calm the fuck down. You know yeah. what I mean? You want to be on it. You want to be pumped to a degree, but... You know, players like Hamsik are going to expose us. Uh, yeah, and that calms us down. And then oh, that game, I think we played. I just think we just played so well. We even had the disappointment of getting knocked back after mm. being ahead, and still went on to win it. And then I think that's when we knew we're a good team. You know, um, England games a funny one. Disappointment. We don't talk about it. There's no need to talk about that too much in the sense that we didn't play that well. We had the hammer blow of a late goal. Um, and then the Russia game was the one. That's the game where we could do no wrong. Could Fucking we? Fucking, it was perfect, mate. We could do no wrong. We we started the game. I like I liked Russia's tactics of um, just leave uh, Ramsey and Bale <laughs> in as much space as, as possible. <laughs> Allow them to run at that real aging it's stiff backline. They're still playing I those brothers. I can't the believe world. it. I it saw must be, hey, these, these are my words. <laughs> yours, hey. <laughs> no, they I'm must be in. pumped full of all sorts of drugs. Whoa. They were the fittest team. That centre-half, that 48-year-old centre-half, two years later, <laughs> was like one of the fittest <laughs> defenders in the World Cup. Putin's got an, on an unbelievable drip. <laughs> Listen, we've all seen Icarus. What can I say? Oh. Um, ah, Russians are going to be knocking on the door now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, ironically, on a different subject, Spartak Moscow is one of the teams after the Euros that showed an interest. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, is obviously a random random link. But anyway, <laughs> We'd be doing this podcast now, you as a Spartak Moscow player, and um, <laughs> I'd be heading out to Moscow. You know, there'd be, there'd be 27 women in a limo picking me up. <laughs> and then I'd meet you in your in your manner, and you'd be massive, all pumped full of drugs. Yeah, but then I'd have said the wrong thing, and it would have been like that red mist. <laughs> you'd be assassinated by now. Yeah. I'd be there for your funeral. <laughs> no, I think we're stereotyping a large nation here that I actually know nothing about. Huge, when it powerful really comes nation. To it. So sorry, powerful. sorry, Russia. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so that performance. So forget about the Northern Ireland one as well. Yeah, but I think what I loved about that game is it just would have been easy for the, like, you know, this is where Cookie, you know, obviously the gaffer, he earns his stripes because 
we could have gone cagey. Mm. You know, a draw could be enough. Let's not lose it. Let's sit in, try and soak it up. You know, that sort of, I don't want to say negative approach because it, it, it works at times, but it was, it was the opposite. It was, listen, we go out, we get on the front foot, aggressive. We want to press them. We want to put them under pressure. And we want to, you know, we want to interchange, play flowing stuff. And like you said, they, I'm sh pretty sure they're expecting us to be defensive. And we, <laughs> uh, they were like, you know, that meme, the crab with the, with the blurry vision. Yeah. That was, that was them in the first half. They didn't know what had hit them. Bale, Rambo tormented them. My boy tails, notches, which is... You know, I think that. What was he doing there? It's not him. My favourite moment of the Euros, seeing his face after he that scored. That little turn like, as he jumped like, away. Uh, what? As if to say, and what? then he did the little knee slide, which is, you know, like, I think that's the go to and you don't know what to do. And it, uh, it's. I can't tell you how happy I was at that point, you know, just for him as well, to, to be the guy that notches. 2-0, and then, I mean, the second half was like, <laughs> Gaz gets the third, and then after that, it was, we know we're through at that point. What a perfect nightmare, that stadium. And that the stadium sun, was a joy, wasn't it? The sun got, I remember seeing the sun just fall yeah. behind the stadium. Mini oh, Wembley, I think they called it. Yeah, yeah. and it, that, that, the thing with the grounds that we played at is, obviously, it can be quite sterile with the new stadium. Sometimes it's you're going to the same stadium, but it's just got different branding on it sometimes. Yeah. Whereas our, our experience of the Euros was such a variety. And that was Toulouse, wasn't it? Is, it, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. So Toulouse, that stadium was, yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, that game. Um, oh. Northern Ireland happens then. Stiff game. Stiff game. Job done. Expected though. Yeah. We're surprised. We, we spoke since about the fact because the Russia performance was so perfect and we play Northern Ireland and people's expectations were, well, what's the score going to be? 4 0. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, these are the complete opposite to Russia. Yeah. Uh, a good team, like a good team in terms of their. You know, very organised, very on the same page, like us in in many ways. But without Bale, we had Bale, mm. we had Ramsey. You know, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think collectively the the same, but collectively you boys are just a step above. Just slightly, yeah, I'd like to class. think so. You know, you back ourselves. I you know, we so. we certainly got the draw, and even though we knew it's going to be a test in terms of the style and dealing with that, which might actually be harder then certain opposition. I think when you get it, you go, what if we're going to do? We can't, if we get knocked out in this round, we cannot complain. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's as far as the last 16 tie goes, um, we've got to be happy with that. I've got to, yeah, got to be confident that we will overcome them. But, um, yeah, I mean, got you, through that one. You got the disappointment of Portugal, obviously, semi-final, I think you boys were yeah. shattered after giving everything yeah. against Belgium. What a what a performance, mate! Yeah, again, I think that was so amazing about that that game is we went behind. You know, we went behind to a world class team. And their their first and ten then, minutes. Yeah, and they came amazing. Well, exactly, and you, you go, you know, we've played them and we've we've become a bit of a bogey team for them. Um, 
But that first ten minutes was like, oh no, they've, they've sussed, sussed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've sussed us. It's not, you know, they mean business today. Um, yeah, and they were, you know, the players they got, the Bruyne and Hazard causing carnage. Um, they ask every question of you as a team, don't mm. they? A team like that. And again, we, we go behind and, you know, we haven't been behind them. I think obviously the original game, the first game that we got a draw away, we went behind. But I think this, this team had gone to a new level, this Belgian team. To go behind to them. And then we dominated yeah. again. It's, it's goes against the grain. And Tails nearly scores again. Great save. And then you're thinking, oh, was that the chance? Was that the one chance? Yeah. Because you know you're not going to get many. Yeah. Um, and then Big then Ash with his big Ash shoulder. What I loved about uh, so he scores that, and then <laughs> we laugh now about the uh, all the monitors, the GPS and the monitor heart rate monitors and all the rest of it. But looking through the whole tournament, his I think his max speed and his highest heart rate. It was like a big spike on the heart rate. We're going, what's that for? And it turned out it was like the celebration for that goal was the fastest he ran. (laughs) (laughs) And the most tired that he got. Uh, And I love that he he ran. Uh, Do you know the player Beast Mode, the American footballer? I don't know the American footballer. Marshawn Lynch, I think, is it? Right. I always always call him that. It's Jake because he's like... The running back that just smashed everyone runs. He just thought that he, all of a sudden he was Marshall Lynch. His shoulders went so wide. It just <laughs> always grill him about why are you just trying to act hard when you've scored a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that and even that celebration, you know, I think it's sometimes it winds opposition up to see. It's like an equaliser where we've celebrated as a whole team. You know, we're off the bench. We're all piling on each other. They're probably thinking, who do these cats think they are? Mm. We didn't give a shit, mate. Togetherness. The Euros, we did not give a shit. You've seen it from Gaz's press conferences, the rest of it. It's about us, we don't care. Uh, in a good way, not in a, not in a cynical way. And then, um, obviously, Howell's goal, which he's going to be dining out on forever, I think. Oh. You know, he's even, he's even got the nerve to retire. <laughs> Can't believe it. At 29 as well, it's not as if he's mid 30. Jesus. He's just shot. I've got that now. See ya. Oh my god. Flying out on it. What a nightmare. Yeah, and then it, I think the moment the moment that's insane is we're then, we're back against the ropes, and like they've got Fellaini, Lukaku have had chances back post. The type of chances you can how, how do you deal with that? Mm. And the lads did, to be fair, but you know, it could have gone either way, they could have finished them. And then uh, when folks, he got his big meathead. I was behind it, and I could see as soon as he because Guns is going down the wing, unbelievable cross. Like I don't think even the technique for the cross is like a a drill, <laughs> yeah. which I don't know how he does it from that because he's running. Yeah, with a lace. He's running towards a ball where you think he's gonna have to whip it there. You know what I mean? He's gonna have yeah, to get yeah. his foot around it, and he goes with the laces and drills it across, which for for big tosh is. Hits the big slap. I mean, head. that's that's the dream for him. That ball's drifting across. These Belgian defenders don't know how to deal with folks, though, do they? They're going, what is this? You know what I mean? And he just, what a header! But I was behind it, so as soon as it connected, we're in the semis. What you know what I mean? It's like me. we're in the semis. I knew straight away. How how many minutes 
how, how that's long like is left? it's still it's still I think it's the eight seventh or something eight seventh minute I want to say but that stopped you having that really nervous potential oh, yeah. three five definitely six. and you look at their the personnel they had on mm. you know it's actually designed for the pressure of right let's go direct you know what I mean yeah Lukaku Fellaini yeah yeah but then you've still got Hazard De Bruyne you know it's not like well we know that it's We've got one person to deal with or one style. So that goal, you know, like you said, you, we avoided that pressure of... Uh, if, you, if you could capture a moment forever and that feeling. That oh mm. my God. They must be sick of the sight of us. Just that relief. Just running around fouling them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, before that game, I remember doing, like, here, there and everywhere, news interviews and that on, on some rooftop close to the, close to the ground. And I remember seeing your bus and Belgium's bus coming in and helicopters following them. And yeah. it was the first feeling that I had. It's like something from a film and you yeah. you realise like, oh, this is knockout football. Something entered my mind. Yeah. It's a basic, obvious thing. But, right, this team's coming in, helicopter following, and this team, one of them's going home. It was like, oh, this is proper, mate. This is it. Let's have, a, let's have a quick shout out for Cookie Coleman, right? Yeah. You can tell me the Austria game. Does that sum him up? Was it half time? You yeah, didn't, you didn't so, play. So I I was suspended. Shock. <laughs> yeah, suspended. yeah, yeah. Was, it's a real issue for me. But anyway, um, yeah. So Austria, that this for me was like he already. Obviously, I don't think I could have more respect for him anyway. But this is where it just confirmed like the things that you can't measure. You know, in 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 lots of ways. Um, but we'd worked all week on the tactical stuff, the strategy, the rest of it, and I think we'd got caught up in it, and we were, we'd forgot that we're good players. That you know, we we know what we're doing. And half time, it was a real stale first half, wasn't it? It was sort of they were they were decent. They were good. You know, Amatovic is you know I think he's showing now just how good he is. Mm. But he was a big threat for them. Alaba, obviously a top player, pulling the strings. Mm. Um, was it their captain with long hair? Yeah, Bam Gartler. I oh. probably got that miles wrong, but he, little unit, just could yeah. play. Bit of a destroyer as well. Like they've got better, better players probably than maybe, you know, y- your average football fan would would know. Um, but anyway, so we get getting at half time, and the body language is flat. You know, we're getting caught up on maybe some of the tactics I don't know different things and he was like right he was like fuck all the shit we've been you know you're all you're all trying to make excuses for this that the other and it was like go out there balls out that's one of his favourite expressions we you know if we're going out of a disqualifying campaign we're not going out with a whimper do you know what I mean? Because there was five lads maybe on a booking and uh, tackle away. Yeah, from that's what it was. It was things like that. People are worried about the suspensions. People are worried about the next games or whatever. And it's this is the here and now. And he gave a big speech. And obviously, I'm not, not word for word, I'm not going to get it right. But it was it was like awe-inspiring in the sense that like the team that went out, you know, just looking visibly, the body language had changed, the attitude had changed. And it was a different team second half, you know, and we'd go on and win that game and kept it alive and a huge moment potentially for us, which 
Just management, wasn't it? Just good management. Yeah, but that's where, you know, there's a big thing about head coach, manager, these different titles and the rest of it, but that's just such good management. And that's not the one and only time, that's every game we've had, you know. And he's got, you know, when you get the balance right between, you know, the, the, obviously the, the modern ways, the tactical stuff, the things that, football's always changing, as we all know. You've got to be on that. You know, you can be left behind as players and as managers, and but he's got the balance perfect between the things that never change that you need, need reminding, um, the sort of psychology, you know, the psychology and the mental aspect of the game, which is, you know, underrated for me. Yeah. You know, you that that mo- motivator. You know, I think when you say a good motivator, it it's like you should be motivated as players. So what do you mean? I think that's. It's not quite the right word. It's it's almost the that influence it rubs off. You know, you, you just get the best. You get the best out of players. Got an aura, hasn't it? I think yeah, he's got an aura, and I think uh, one of the big things as well is you know, I can't speak for everyone, but the whole squad seemed to love him, whether you played or not. There was the respect. Everyone, you know, everyone had like you said, sensed that aura about him. Um, yeah, and I think that just that really got the best out of the out of the squad. Mate, we could we could carry this on for f- hours. Yeah, Truth mean, is, I'm starving. Yeah, I'm desperate for a piss. Yeah. Like so much so, I'm starting to sweat a little bit in this yeah. beautiful motorhome. Mm. So we're gonna have to wrap it up. You know, I'd love to get into a little bit more. You know, just just your personal life, delving into your podcast, yeah. what you're going to do after playing. It's going to have to be another time, mate. But we, we have to end it on um, the famous old story. You're not going to name any team. You're not going to name any players. But you're going to prove that, you know, you've played for good teams. Liverpool, going for Premier Leagues. You've had some tough times. You've been to the Euro semi-final. But you've also been a part of a team that almost lost to mannequins. I mean, this is the stuff of legend, isn't it? For anyone that plays, that's played football, a standard... Oh, there go the dogs. A standard session a day before a game is a team-shaped session, play-through against no-one, or mannequins, which, I mean, it's no-one, is it? So... <laughs> from start to finish, it starts awfully. People can't pass it. The ball's going out for throw-ins and goal kicks. You're thinking, what is up with the lads? Pitch is perfect. Conditions are beautiful. Good players. Don't give anything away. You know, keep it, keep it vague. Okay, vague. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we're going like, wow, this is abysmal. You know what I mean? It's normally you, you play through and you finish it, and it's a goal every time. So we haven't scored yet. It's shocking. Then to take it to the to new levels again, the ball gets played out by the goalie to a centre half. Centre half rolls it back, rifles it back. <laughs> I'm reliving it now. It glances off the outside of the post and goes wide, and then the realization dawns on us. That's towards the end of the session. We sort of try and recover it. Don't we walk in and we. We're thinking, we've almost just lost 1-0 to the mannequins. So the so, keeper was scrambling back. So when you think, the, scrambling back, the keeper's scrambling. He's, you know, he's had to launch himself at it because he knows how big this is. 
You know, he knows if this goes in. It's a low point. That's rock it's bottom. The, it's rock bottom for everyone, especially maybe him. Um, so, so yeah, for, for anyone out there, you know, you could have played the game for 20 years at a professional high level and uh, still you might not be the, the player or the team that nearly lost to mannequins. <laughs> Right, well, get out on that, mate. Because as I said, it's time to go. This is this is a good one. Have you well, enjoyed yeah. it? Have you enjoyed the experience? I mate? have enjoyed it. I mean, it, it people won't. listening. You know, if you're listening before bed, maybe that's a good thing. Send you to sleep, mate. Nah, I, can, I can do that. Nah. I can do that to the best of them. This is the one, mate. This is the one that gets millions in advertising and sponsorship. <laughs> this is the breakthrough. Uh, Joey. Top man, mate. Let's go and get some grub. Dehoar, boy. And there we have it. If you're listening to me now, you've completed part one and part two. So well done for sticking with us. Beautiful conversation. Loved every second of it. We could have gone on for another three hours, I promise you. So maybe we'll get a little Joe back on sometime. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on iTunes or, or whatever whatever app you download your podcasts, uh, leave a review, leave a rating. Uh, It's all important to me. Subscribe if you haven't already. And the most important thing, tell a friend, spread the word. Let's keep this little army growing. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, I am out.